Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, players? This is the Talk of Champions franchise player. Always boss player. Forever. Welcome in to another edition of Franchise Player, a slight crossover podcast for the Ole Miss Spirit on three. And inside the Rose 247, I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, the eve of game day, Friday. Man, I can't feeling? wait. Yeah, how you feeling about I'm feeling, it? You know, I'm feeling good. Um, I feel really good about the Rebels' uh, chances, if you will, tomorrow. Um Georgia Tech is simply not in the same place Ole Miss is. And um, I think the Jeff Collins experiment that Georgia Tech undertook several years ago is about to play out. Um, You know, and in a lot of ways, it's not fair to Collins, who's likely going to start this season one and two, um, because he had to play Clemson, he had to play Ole Miss, two of his first three games. Um, But, you know, does this Georgia Tech, team have what it takes to rebound I I suppose after what I think is going to be their second pretty significant loss in the first three weeks of the season we'll see but Jeff Collins he's coaching this game on the hot seat tomorrow is there anything about Georgia Tech that really scares you in regards to Ole Miss absolutely nothing I watched the replay of their Western Carolina win yesterday and um to me, they look slow, and um, you know they're a well-coached team. There's no doubt about it. But I think they're they're a half step slow on both sides of the line. I expect Ole Miss to dominate both sides of the line. Uh, and to be honest with you, they're getting rather pedestrian play everywhere else, if you will. So does anything scare me? No, it doesn't. Except, you know what scares me? It scares me when 44% of your roster is brand new and you still haven't settled in on a quarterback yet. That answer has not been delivered full force yet. And, uh, you know, that's what scares me because you are going to be on the road. Um, it's going to be a relative, relatively hostile place. Um, you know, those, those things scare me a little bit, but still, there's just really no way I see this thing playing out with Ole Miss not walking away with a probably a three-touchdown victory. And, um, you know, I know Vegas is favoring them by like 16 and a half or whatever, but um, no. I mean, the game itself does not scare me. Ole Miss should return to Oxford 3-0, and undefeated, all goals intact. What would you pick as a final score? I picked 31 to 10 Ole Miss. I think uh, offensively, Georgia Tech can do some things to slow Ole Miss down, but I don't expect Georgia Tech's offense to get much at all going 
against Chris Partridge's unit. They have played extremely well. And, you know, the best they could play is, is zero. And they've given up 13 points in two games, one touchdown in two games. Um, they're playing about as good as you can possibly play. They're getting better each and every week. Um, you know, I think tomorrow maybe the nation pays attention to what Ole Miss has got going on on the defensive side of the ball really since the 2015 season. Do you have a player that you're picking to click? Pick to click at Georgia Tech? Uh, you know what? I'd go with Jared Ivey just because it means more to him. He's going back home. He played with Georgia Tech last year. Um, he's uh, he's had it circled on his calendar forever since he left the school. And um, I would expect Ivy to be supercharged tomorrow. I'd expect for him to get in on a sack or two. I picked Ole Miss to win like 42 to 14. I don't know if I'm buying Ole Miss cracking 40 yet offensively against a better team than UCA. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> and they're a better team than Troy. Um, you know, I, I was doing thinking and I was going, okay, well, if Troy were at Georgia Tech, I bet Georgia Tech would be favored by nine and a half, maybe 10 points. Yeah, it's seven um, and a half in my brain. Yeah, somewhere around there, more than a touchdown. And um, so this is, the, this is definitely the best team Ole Miss has faced this year. So if it goes out and results in it being the most convincing victory Ole Miss has had this year, I don't think it's 59 to three, but you know, you know your team's getting better. You know, last night during the uh, Rep Talk radio show with David Kellum, Kellum asked him, hey, uh, I'm assuming with Luke Altmaier being banged up, Jackson Dart would be the starter. Lane Kiffin is just not going to tell you who's going to start. He's not. And he didn't tell Kellum. He did, however, say both would play. Expect both to play. I'm paraphrasing there, but that's what Lane said. So, you know, ah. We'll see what happens Saturday. I think it's going to be entertaining. Don't be surprised if it's a little closer than you want it to be at half. Um, but I think Ole Miss's horses just kind of pull away in the third and fourth quarters. This is Georgia Tech's third straight home game to open the year. Huh. I'm just looking at different numbers here. 63 and a half is the over-under. That's about right. And then Ole Miss is favored, like you said, by 17. Ole Miss should win the game. You kind of stole my thunder there with Lane Kiffin at uh, Reb Talk on Thursday night. But I wanted to because it's Friday to play a round of buy or sell because we haven't done it in a while. You game? Let's do it. Idiot. Get back in there at once and sell, sell. It's buy or sell, and we're going to start with those quarterbacks. Lane Kiffin, like David said, mentioned on Reb Talk last night with David Kellum that both quarterbacks are likely to play. Are you buying or selling that? This is how I see it going, okay? I think Jackson Dart starts the game tomorrow. Um, if Jackson Dart is having a, an incredible game and Ole Miss is pulling away soundly, such as 31-10, to 10, I think Jackson Dart plays the whole game as long as he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. I just think Lane left a little wiggle room where if Jackson throws an INT or two, misses some targets, he can slip Altmaier into the game and uh, say that was the plan the whole time. 
I'm not questioning Lane. I'm just saying I think that's what what the likely scenario is. If Jackson goes out there, takes command of the job, I think it's hard for Luke to get back on the field. If Jackson goes out there and looks poorly, then I think Luke gets a shot tomorrow. That's how I see it. Ole Miss is second in the SEC and number 11 in FBS and rushing offense, averaging 249 yards per game. What might be surprising is Quinshawn Judkins is averaging 7.96 yards per carry, which is good for second in the SEC, number seven in the FBS. And then Zach Evans, of course, isn't far behind. He has 31 carries, 183, and they're the only pair of teammates in all of college football, averaging 90-plus rushing yards per game. Buy or sell Quinshawn Judkins as 1B to Zach Evans as 1A right now because that's what the usage tells you. Yeah, I buy it. And, I mean, you talk about averages – Quinshawn carried the ball 10 times against UCA for 104 yards, a 10.4 yards per carry average. Um, Now, again, it was an FCS team. We all know that a couple of big runs factored into that, but um, he's doing everything you want him to do. And I I do, I would categorize it as a one, a one B type deal right now. And um, you know what that means, at least what it has meant in the early goings is you haven't seen much of Ulysses Bentley and really haven't seen anything of Kentrell Bullock. Um, the two other very capable running backs in their backfield, but you haven't needed them either. I mean, Quinshawn carried the ball, what, six, seven times against UCA, and then they pulled him out. I mean, uh, not Quinshawn, Zach. Uh, Quinshawn just carried 10 times. So what, I, what I'm saying is those rushing numbers could be a lot more gaudier had Lane, not, Lane Kiffin not been working on his pass game in the second half against Troy and UCA, both. Um, so, yeah, I'm buying. I'm buying that. We've heaped so much praise on Chris Partridge on this podcast this week, and justifiably so, especially when you look at the numbers. Dating back to last season, uh, last season's game, excuse me, against Liberty, Ole Miss has held seven straight opponents to 21 points or fewer, the longest active streak among Power 5 teams also the longest streak by any Ole Miss team since another streak of seven back in 2014. Ole Miss is tops in the SEC and number eight nationally with six takeaways. Buy or sell, 21 or fewer points allowed at Georgia Tech. I'm buying. I picked the score 31-10. I don't think Tech gets much going offensively. I think what you've seen of Partridge in his defense isn't half of what they have. They've been playing very vanilla. Um, you know, maybe tomorrow they'll unleash a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm buying that <clears throat> less than 21 points scored by Georgia tech on Saturday. See, I know that uh, Troy and central Arkansas aren't any good, but you can't from an analysis standpoint, go into those games and say, well, Ole Miss is clearly better. They need to absolutely dominate and then try to delegitimize what they've done. They've only given up 13 total points through the first two games of 2022. They've, they've essentially done all they can do against those two type of opponents so Georgia Tech will challenge them a little bit more but I don't think Georgia Tech is all that much better than Troy so we're not going to learn much more about this defense that we don't already know going into Saturday when they'll really be challenged is when QB1 Will Levis shows up in Oxford October 1. Yeah Chris Rodriguez yeah yeah Kentucky has a real quarterback they have a real running back they've got a real offensive line they've got real receivers TCU transfer linebacker, pass rusher, Kari Coleman. He's off to a fast start. 
Six and a half tackles for a loss of the first two games. Number 12 is Coleman in FBS in total sacks. Buy or sell a sack or two for Kari Coleman to continue his streak against Georgia Tech. Yeah, I'm buying. I'm buying. I really expect the Ole Miss defensive line to uh, leave an impression on this game. With the talent they have, the depth they have, even emerging depth, we've all seen Taiwan Malone and, and how well he's been playing lately. Um, he's an emerger up on that defensive front. Randall Joyner's got his, uh, what, what does he call them? Uh, what kind of boys? Uh, wild boys? No, it's not the wild boys. He's got a nickname for them. Um, Dang, who's Cow- the wild boys? Maybe that's the Cowboys defensive line. I'm starting to mix my different taglines for my teams. Uh, the Jack boys were Carl Diffie's group up at North Panola several years ago. Um, I would have never, <laughs> ever, ever known that, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, the, the North Panola Cougars called themselves the Jack boys. Um, but uh, anyway, Diffie, by the way, has moved to Oxford. I'm so glad. Saw, saw him in Kroger the other day. Um, huh. But anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Gosh, dog, what does he call those guys, man? Yeah, the fans are probably yelling into their uh, car stereo. They're this, they're this. But anyway, those guys, uh, I I think, are are getting better each and every week. I think Ole Miss fans have seen that. And uh, they're getting more comfortable. And uh, that's bad news for the Georgia Tech offensive line. I really believe it. Uh, I, You know, and and when – I do my pregame analysis, if you will, on, on these games. I always look at position versus position. And I really have a difficult time finding where Georgia Tech is ahead of Ole Miss anywhere on the field, anywhere. So, you know, that tells me right there what ought to happen. Uh, you know, the, the should it happen, all lies in this coaching staff's hands and the game plan they have going in. They're taking them very seriously. And – uh you know, as Jeff Collins said, he's using every ounce of time he has this week to get ready for Ole Miss. This staff has been doing the same thing. And, uh, you, you, look, don't expect a lot of suspense. I really think it's going to be nip and tuck, kind of tight in the first half. Maybe Ole Miss gets a two-touchdown lead. But when it comes to the third and fourth quarters, I expect Ole Miss to dominate this game, kind of take it over, if you will. Uh, I can see it being 21-10 midway through the fourth quarter. Ole Miss adding 10 points there at the end to make for the difference. Um, Georgia Tech's just not in a good place. Uh, Jeff Collins, who, by the way, is representational of every Hollywood movie star who has ever played a football coach in a movie. <laughs> have you ever heard Collins talk? No, I can honestly say oh I have not. Oh, my God. You got to go to their website and pull up his press conference video. I mean, it's uh, it, it is the classic, classic coach's voice. And uh, anyway, but his team's been using every minute of every day this week. They haven't even slept to get ready for Ole Miss. Yeah, that's basically the gist of everything. Um, you know, good luck to Jeff Collins after Saturday. Tomorrow's not going to be his day. Uh I love that you're trying to build up and hype up the work you've put in as if all this is just sitting over, sitting over here going, ah, it's just Georgia Tech. Well, the, the reality of the situation is Jeff Collins has got to be going, damn, why did we have to play Ole Miss week three? <laughs> and I got to take another butt whooping. But I'll only be one and two. We did beat Western Carolina. 
we can win six guys. We can win five more after Saturday somewhere in the ACC and get to Atlanta. Or, I mean, and get to a bowl game. Yeah, that's what, that's what the reality is, right? Yeah, I guess. Look, we've been dragging Jeff Collins all week on this podcast. I actually like Jeff Collins as a defensive coach. I just don't think he's a head coach. Yeah, he he, uh, he had high school coach with his persona, maybe. Uh, and that's not to disqualify anything Jeff Collins knows because he is a masterful defensive coach. But, you know, to be a head coach in college, when you step that podium, you've got to have a little gravitas about you, a little – I'm the dude kind of, kind of vibe. And, and, and I only get that from Jeff Collins if he's the head coach at Odessa Permian out in Texas um, or, or at Oxford high school or Lafayette high school or wherever. Um, you see a lot of and, Billy and, Bob Thornton in this guy, apparently. There's a lot of Billy Bob Thornton and that kind of demeanor in, uh, in Jeff Collins. It just struck me when I watched the press conference because I guess that was the first time I ever heard Jeff Collins speak. Um, so yeah, it just kind of struck me a little bit. And, uh, but anyway, that's my Jeff Collins bill. I got to get, I got to get you to sell something. So let me think here. All right. Here's one. Jeff Sims, Georgia tech quarterback threw it 36 times against Clemson. Georgia tech couldn't run the ball. Do you uh, buy or sell? Georgia Tech being able to establish its run game against Ole Miss in any discernible way? Nope, I sell it. They're not going to be able to run the ball very much at all. Um, they may catch Ole Miss in a in an in a awkward formation or something every now and then and rip a run, but not consistently. No, I do not. Um, I would be surprised if Tech uh, has more than 120 rushing yards tomorrow. Buy or sell, Dennis Jackson. Here's the easy one to sell. Ole Miss wide receiver. Got into the transfer portal before the year started. But now that the windows, the transfer windows are in place, the NCAA put out a directive for all schools to pull their transfer players in the portal out. What Do you buy Dennis Jackson coming back as a member of Ole Miss football? No, I sell it. Dennis was out there for pretty much the entirety of fall camp. You know, he pulled out the day before the Troy game. Um, you know, no, Dennis can stay in school here. Dennis still gets his scholarship and his scholarship check all the way through this semester. So he's getting a stipend check of, I mean, I'd, I'd guess around 1400 bucks a month, all of his school being paid, everything else, um, all the way through December. And no, he's not coming back to this team. That rarely happens. It has happened, but Rarely happens, and, uh, you know, obviously Dennis didn't see much of a way for himself on the field here. Um, and, and he's a terrific receiver if he transfers home and goes to Southern Miss or somewhere like that. He'll be a star. But I, I don't think he's – Didn't uh, we say the same kind of stuff about Tobias Singleton? Tobias Singleton. Oh, that's been years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they didn't produce to just assume that they'll drop down and be a star, I just yeah. – yeah, well, you know, whatever. But but Dennis is a good kid. He's a great kid. He's a great student. He's a great person. He's going to find a place where he's going to be a great football player. Uh, I don't think it's here. I don't think you'll see Dennis Jackson back in red and blue. I'm selling that. That's a four-star, former four-star prospect. Why didn't it work here for him? You know, 
it works pl different places for different kids. And, sure. and a lot of it has to do with the system that they go into. And that's one thing I don't think a lot of recruits necessarily can do anything about because when the colleges are recruiting them, they know the system there. They know the coaches there. And then, boom, they look up and they're playing for a different head coach. Uh, you know, Dennis Jackson, and the, you know, he did not commit to Lane Kiffin. He committed to Matt Luke. So, you know, this was not what he was anticipating as far as offensively. So he wanted um, to block his entire college career? You know what I'm saying. I know, but, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm sorry. You know, I, I mean, things change. And you've got to have a professional attitude about it, really and truly. Um, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. You know, when my kids started at Ole Miss, all 12 games in 2019 as a junior – um, it was because he, he did things Rich Rodriguez really liked. And when the staff changed, uh, Randy Clements, Lane Kiffin, had a little bit different idea of how big of a center they wanted to have. Eli started the 2019 season as the shortest offensive lineman in the Southeastern Conference. You know, barefooted about six one and a half, And... Uh, he just didn't fit that size mold. So, you know, off he went to do his thing. No hard feelings on either side. Um, there just wasn't any hard feelings there. And um, as a matter of fact, he came back out in July and spent a whole day with Jake Thornton and clinic with Jake Thornton uh, back in July. Uh, so there's no kind of hard feelings involved in most of this most most of the times on both sides coaches and players understand exactly what won't what both want out of it and why this is happening um and and you know that's just kind of it fans exasperate it a lot of the times when it's really not a a an unamicable situation if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search talk of champions. Sunday was a glorious return for the NFL regular season. And now is the time to prepare for your winning season at MyBookie. Whether you're a veteran better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus. It's quick, it's easy. A $250 deposit puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet instantly on as many games, contests, and props as you want. To claim your bonus, register today and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, designed to add more excitement to the games and sports you love. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Bet on college football. Ole Miss and Georgia Tech. Or use the MyBookie Prop Builder and secure the bag because your winning season begins today exclusively at my bookie your Ole Miss baseball rebels are national champions yes that really happened your eyes did not deceive you and what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from omaha than with a new car 
Well, the only place to buy a car in Oxford, Mississippi is Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They'll get you in the car you want at a price point that you can afford. Give them a call today, 662-234-8000. Ask for Brian or Mason to tell them Talk of Champions sent you because now Talk of Champions actually makes sense. Ole Miss Baseball won a national championship, and they'll get you in your dream car with your Ole Miss Omaha magnet planted right there on the driver's side door. They're located at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Contact them today, 662-234-8000. That's Alan Samuels, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Oxford, a proud sponsor of the national champion, Talk of Champions podcast. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tacova store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Ufi Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Ufi Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit ufeofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Ufe Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The only buy-or-sell item that matters, buy-or-sell Jackson Dart, wins this job outright with his performance at Georgia Tech on Saturday. Ooh. 
I'm pushing that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna sell it. I got to see what Jackson Dart does tomorrow. I think that's only fair. Um, we have seen Jackson Dart struggle a little bit versus Troy. We have seen Jackson Dart uh, look like Joe Namath out there versus Central Arkansas. This is a Power Five opponent. The first time we'll see him playing a Power Five opponent. Um, if he can get the job done against Tech tomorrow. He can get the job done, considering the weaponry surrounding him. Uh, so I would like to push on that and uh, and see what he does Saturday in Atlanta. I'll buy it. Why not? Okay. It would be in the best interest of Ole Miss if he did win it outright at Georgia Tech. Moving forward. They're, like Time is starting to run a little short, David, for Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. And Kentucky looks real. Chris Rodriguez will play that game against Ole Miss. Uh, they're, they're very fine running back. Look, Will Levis is a first, second-round draft pick uh, quarterback for Kentucky. They've got everything they need. They're established. They're built. They've got star players. Um, but they've got to come into Oxford, and that needs to be the day that the vault is on fire. Okay, people, I, I hear people ask crowd questions. What do you think about the crowd, coach? What did you do? To, who cares right now? And, and honestly, who cares next week against Tulsa? Where it's going to matter is October the 1st against the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, that, that's going to be a game that I think we're going to look back in late November, and that game will loom larger than what we even think it's looming moving into it, Ben. I think it's a huge, huge game because Kentucky is a very good football team this year. I can buy that, that we'll be looking back in November at the Kentucky game. Whatever is the overarching narrative or story about this team in November, like where the season turned in a particular direction, we'll be able to track it back to Kentucky. That's where whatever whatever good or bad happened, that's where it started. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and look, Kentucky is fresh off going down to Gainesville and kicking a mud hole in the Gators. All right. Um, when's the last time that's happened? Mm. And, and, and look, they've been to seven or eight straight bowl games there, Kentucky. You know, Calipari shot his mouth off in the summer about Kentucky being a basketball school, which did not set well with Kentucky fans. I mean, th this is a legitimate football team. And uh, this is going to be a heck of a game. Remember when we went up there in 2020 and, and won because they missed an extra point? That's why I mean, Ole Miss won, because there was no stopping Kentucky with that crappy Ole Miss defense. Yeah, and now I mean, this, this Kentucky team is better than that one. And this Ole Miss defense is much, much, much better than that one. It, it, it is. It is. It, it definitely is. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, circle the calendars for October 1st. I know we play Georgia Tech tomorrow. But the Kentucky game is going to be huge. When do you think that'll be televised? I, I'm picking 2:30. I think that's a that's a huge game. Yeah, it depends on when Alabama, Arkansas, if CBS claims that one. If not, if if that goes to ESPN or ABC, then Ole Miss. 2:30 or seven o'clock, one or the yeah, other. It's one or the other. It's going to be one of the two primetime SEC games. Cannot wait. Uh, go to Atlanta. Like I said, the Braves are home all three nights this weekend. Go go watch the Braves play. Watch the watch the Rebels play. Partake in all the pregame festivities. Have fun. Make it back to Mississippi safely. 
Yeah, go watch the Braves, who are coming off of their West Coast trip and really ran out of gas at the end of it. Went four and four, and that's all that matters. So maybe you can get the Braves again catching the Mets for the division and also watch Ole Miss football win a game at Georgia Tech. Buy or Sells brought to you by Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. That's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. He's a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. Give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Let's do a recruit check. Check it. Recruit check. To preview the weekend, we do a recruit check. If the Ole Miss fan only tunes in casually to recruiting, checks during the week, but really wants to know, all right, where do I really need to focus my attention this weekend as far as Ole Miss recruiting is concerned? Where should they do that, Dave? This is going to kind of sound funny because there are more high school kids out there in the 23 class they want. My focus has been on the 24 class because they're really charging hard at some 24 targets that they want because they're still going to have eight, nine, 10 or so spots that they're going to fill via the portal. And, you know, you got to start looking at this roster and start looking at what holes they may have that they could fill through the transfer portal after this season is complete. Um, you know, do they feel well enough that um, they have somebody to replace Nick Broker? Do they, uh, is Zach Evans going to leave? Because he can play one year and go. Um, you know, what, are, what does the receiver core look like after next year? I think it looks pretty good. Um, but, you know, in the defensive secondary, you know, what D lineman can leave and all that. I think that's where really some of our attention should start focusing because those kind of deals tell you which of those guys are going to, you know, have to be replaced through the portal. And we don't even know who's going to be in the portal yet. And it's, it's kind of weird. We've talked about this before, how much different recruiting has changed since uh, the, the, the entire transfer rule and all of that. So, you know, that's my answer. I, I mean, I think from a high school standpoint, you're down to key guys from uh, in the 23 class. In the 24 class, you see who they're going after, who they're bringing in here, who they're whining and dining and entertaining. Uh, not whining and dining because they can only do that on an official visit, but entertaining. Um you know, so it's really almost like we're, we're kind of in a wait-and-see kind of mode. You know, Caden Lee, the wide receiver out of Georgia, that's a 23 kid that I know they still want. Um, and we're expecting a commitment from him maybe more than a month ago. Uh, Friday night, he was in Louisville on an official visit. So, you know, where is that right now with Caden Lee? Braxton Myers, the talented defensive back, the safety, committed to USC, decommitted from USC. And uh, the rumor was, and really strong, that he left Ole Miss for Juice Fest 
And when he departed to go back home to Texas, Ole Miss was just waiting for him to go ahead and decommit from USC. Well, a month later, he did. Now he's open. Is he going to be the next guy in the class? It's, it's, uh, there are a lot of things going on. Um, but again, I, you know, I think the key word is you got to be patient. You got to wait and see what the holes are. Caden Lee felt like he could pop at any minute. We just waited for Braxton Myers, at least we thought, to do one thing, decommit from USC. Both seemed like they were virtually on the hook or right there for Ole Miss to commit, and yet it never happened, and now I don't feel like anybody's close. Everything's changed. Everything has changed. And, I mean, you know, when you're looking at that Ole Miss roster, and it'll be easy to see some guys that'll hop in the NFL draft and guys who will be out of eligibility, but – you know, who are the surprise guys going to be, you know, because, you know, every program, it seems across America loses a kid or two that they really didn't want to, um, that for whatever reason broke up with his girlfriend, needs a new start, whatever has decided he's going into the portal or his wallet's not as fat as he wants it to be. So he's going into the portal. Um, you know, so there's some, you know, that, are we immune to that? No. Probably going to happen here, just like it's going to happen at Alabama and Georgia and everywhere else. So, you know, that kind of puts things a little bit into neutral just because there are so many elements to it now. Is there a position that has surprised you as far as needs Ole Miss will have that it maybe didn't anticipate? Like I think a wide receiver, Ole Miss loaded up at wide receiver. Now they lost a lot, but they got Jordan Watkins from Louisville. They got Jalen Robinson. They got Malik Heath. And yet separation has been an issue early. So, like, there's a position or maybe a couple of positions and wide receiver could be one of them where the coaching staff goes, well, we didn't look at that as a need, a real need, and now it's a red mark, got to have it. No, I don't I, – well, you know, I think they were very clear in the offseason. They felt like they needed some more portal help at linebacker. First two weeks of the season – they haven't needed it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you look at you look at those guys, Kari Coleman, Troy Brown, Ashanti Sistrunk, Austin Keys. They've done just fine. Because out of Ole Miss's base defense, it's a three-man front, two backers, six DBs. So you're rotating those four guys into those two slides. And um, I think that's worked out extremely well. Um, Kari Coleman and Troy Brown have been nothing short of super the first couple of weeks. Both of those guys come from the portal. You know, the offensive line, I think, after this season is where, you know, I, I, I would say you're going to be a little nervous. Now, <clears throat> you're starting Jaden Williams at left tackle, so he's a redshirt freshman. You know you've got him back for at least one more year. Uh, Caleb Warren's coming back. Eli Acker's coming back. But you are losing, for sure, Nick Broker. And the possibility looms of Jeremy James. And I only call it a possibility because I keep hearing that, you know, Jeremy's the kind of kid that enjoys his college life and that uh, he's like, you know what? I could probably put off going to work every day in the NFL another year and enjoy college life for another year. So that's going to be a decision we're going to be watching closely because certainly Jeremy James has shown enough that, uh, he's going to be drafted if he goes into the draft this year. Um, so, Do you really believe that's real, though, Jeremy James' possibility? Of coming back? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Considering where I got it from, yeah, I really do. 
I truly, truly do. Um, now, it's hard though to say no once you got once you're right there on the doorstep, though. You know? Well, if he gets a grade of fourth or fifth round, I could see him coming back for another year. But if he gets a grade where he's going the first or second, he's gone. I, I mean, that just dictates everything at that point. He will have already achieved his degree. Just go, go play ball, get paid for it a lot of money. So, you know, but I, you know, that's what I was told back in the summer. I was told that's where his mind was that he was like 75% sure he would come back. Now he did not get, he didn't put his name in to be graded this year. Uh, each team gets five guys that they can have graded. Ole Miss had more than five. So Jeremy said, Hey, I'm cool. No grade. I'm coming back. Um, but you know, he'll be one of the guys that'll get a grade this year. We'll see where the grade is. We'll see what he does, but Jeremy James likes college. He likes Ole Miss. So he may come back. If Jake Thornton looks up and Nick Broker's gone, he knows that. And Jeremy James is gone. He knows that. And Caleb Ward and Eli Acker are both fine football players, but neither are Nick Broker and Jeremy James. Will Thornton turn to the portal? Yes. Um, you know, you got to believe he will. Even though he's got a JUCO tackle coming in here, that you would think, you would like to think, could come in here and start. But, you know, that's that's rolling the dice right there. I wanted to end this Friday edition of Franchise Player with a new segment I call the most unintentionally hilarious Ole Miss thing you saw this week. For me, the most unintentionally hilarious thing I saw this week Throughout the Ole Miss online community was Ross Bjork's reaction to that cringy video of Texas A&M uh, male cheerleaders hyping up the crowd before Appalachian State, in which we all know at this point uh, Texas A&M suffered an upset. Well, the week doesn't end until tomorrow at midnight. Sure. So sure. for me, it's going to be Miami rolling into College Station and beating the crap out of Texas A&M for their second consecutive loss. Oh, that boy. is what it's going to be. Because um, that's going to happen tomorrow. I'm telling you right now, if you've got 100 bucks just laying around, put it on Miami. Put it on them. And I, and I think A&M's even favored by like four points or something. Take the points. Put it on Miami. Look, A&M's offense is crippled. They are I think they're crippled. starting a new quarterback. I think they're going to Max Johnson, the exactly. LSU transfer, because that'll solve it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I mean, look, it's not going to be a good year for the Aggies as they fight and fight fight hard to get to the Liberty Bowl. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I just can't help but laugh. All the money and the braggadocio commentary coming from out A&M way. And like you said, if you don't believe me, just watch the hype video from the oh. Yale rally last Friday night. Oh, my God. It's horrible. And if I were Ross Bjork, I would apologize for it and try to get it pulled down, too. But you can't. It's been copied. It's all over the place. You make it um, worse by taking it too seriously. Yeah, yeah. I'm even going to tune in tonight to see what they say about Miami. <laughs> Just, well, uh, you know what? It's kind of a brilliant marketing stroke now that I think about it. Uh, put the video out there like you do every week. It's unintentional, but hey, this is unintentional hilarity. 
you put the video out there, you lose to Appalachian State. You know how many people are going to be tuned in tonight? Oh, yeah. To watch yeah, this thing no that they God. normally would never, ever watch. And nationally, everybody's going to want to tune in, especially since, you know, Ross Bjork wanted to go report us to the principal here. You know, like, I think it's great. This is bad as Texas reporting people for doing the horns down sign, you know? Oh, this is, this is worse than that. This is worse than that. It's really horrible. And, and, you know, we, we think of Texas and, and rightfully so as this big, bad high school football state with, but, but man, they, their college teams really have trouble putting stuff together. Now I know Baylor beat us 21 to seven without Matt Corral in the sugar bowl. No, no uh, disrespect intended there, but the two big flagship schools, Texas and Texas A&M, man, they're, they screw things up left and right. And this, this daggum, man, A&M, oh my God. Well, they're so self-serious. That's the thing. It's whenever Nick Saban goes out on his little radio show in the summer and talk shit about Jimbo. And then Jimbo, rather than, okay. you know, Riley looking like smiling at the camera and not laughing it off, but getting digs in that are more good natured, even though Nick was too much of a hard O, I agree. You're only going to compound the problem if you get up there and try to match that energy with Nick Saban, who's won titles and you haven't. So get up there and just, you know, do a comedy bit and have fun with it. The absurdity of college football is funny, it's inherently funny. I, you know, Jimbo Fisher, he'll sick his nephew on you. You know, I mean, I mean, who can forget Jimbo Fisher's nephew slugging the coach from LSU after the game a couple of years ago? I mean, you know, get some control out there. And I know, look, Ross is the AD, but he doesn't control jack crap at Texas A&M. We all know that. Some guys he was big put there for- because he dealt with Ole Miss's NCAA investigative case poorly, if we want to be objective about it. Um, but he was put there because Texas A&M thought it was staring down the barrel of a gun. Correct. That that that's right. That that's right, and uh, they are now. <laughs> so I mean, look, you can't continue to pay Jimbo Fisher nine point five million dollars a year to lose to App State. You cannot do it. Yeah, but you've I already mean, committed so much pay. money to him. It's not like you could. You I, I, know, I don't fire care. Him that, that, is, that, that is on the coaching staff. Tell Nebraska that. But that is on the coaching staff, man. That is on the coaching staff when you cannot have your superior football team ready to defeat Appalachian State on Saturday. And look, you say, well, they don't have a quarterback. You had all offseason and a transfer portal to go get a quarterback. Go get one. You did not. You did not. It's on the coaching staff, not on those players, not on the kids, not on the fans who are certainly feeling humiliated after the loss. Uh, That's on Jimbo Fisher. And nobody else. I'm not a Jimbo Fisher fan, as you might can tell. <laughs> as I was about to say, hey, how do you really feel about Jimbo, David? God knows if Jimbo is ever hired as the head coach at Ole Miss, I'm just going to retire. No, you'll go teach. Oh. You know, you go teach history or something at a school. No, I'm, 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 I'm going to call your buddy that you just did the live read for, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to figure out a way to retire he or let him tell me. He'll be happy to bring you on and, and help you with your financial stuff. So there you go. There you, go. you know, you may bring up a good point. I'm, I promise I'm done after this. It's the hardo nature of Texas A&M that's so off-putting. And Jimbo reminds me of – I had a coach in high school in ninth and 10th grade named Steve Denson. Steve Denson was hired in New Albany. From, so that's back when Starkville High School was really, really good. And he was like the JV coach. And I guess 
you know, New Albany were thinking, oh, we're going to take the JV coach and just give him his opportunity from start. Well, it's not how it works. You know, you go pluck an offensive or defensive coordinator, or even if you're old Miss at Orgeron, a defensive line coach from <laughs> Southern Cal, and you make him a head coach. In high school, you're really dipping at the bottom of the barrel. And this yeah, dude sure. was an absolute moron. I mean, he was a oh, crap. I hope Steve, I hope Steve Denson's not listening. I week. hope he is listening. Steve, Steve was a piece of crap. And so uh, September 11th happens. This is true. September 11th. We still honor September 11th. We still, we're not going to forget September 11th. And it's like the day of September 11th. I remember where I was. I was in oral communications class, which sounds dirty now that you say it out loud. And uh, it came over the television, and the whole school stopped. Life stopped. You remember where you were when, when uh, September 11th? Oh, oh, yeah. I was yeah. in the newsroom with the Bolivar commercial in Cleveland, Mississippi. Yeah, so we're yeah. like – we're all – obviously just we're wanting to know what happened and wanting the adults in the room to contextualize it. And I mean, it was a horrifying thing still is. Well, lunch comes up and we go to lunch, you know, the cafeteria and Steve is sitting there just stuffing his fat face. And, um, it just goes, boys, we're in the lunch line, boys. The only bomb I'm worried about is a bomb we're about to drop on Horn Lake. Texas A&M spends like, a gazillion million dollars on their recruiting class and Saban brings it up in the off season and Jimbo, Jimbo we didn't spend a penny on it. Come on, I, mean, I mean, you defy any and all like logic whatsoever. When you say you didn't spend a penny, Jimbo is capable of losing it. I, I mean, like really and truly losing it at a press conference. Oh uh, yeah. Like an epic FU press yeah, conference. Yeah, yes. It's, yeah. it's coming. It, it is definitely coming. I'd, I'd be particularly happy if it happened tomorrow after Miami kicks a mud hole in their ass. Uh, just Breaking to be news. Put your money down, David Johnson. You, go, go with the Hurricanes because uh, Jimbo, Jimbo is just lucky. Okay, he's lucky. See, David uh, says go with the Hurricanes, and I can just hear Hardo, Jimbo Fisher, Hardo Ross Pure, Hardo Steve Denson saying, well, we the Aggies are going with God. So. You know something. Man, you know you, you bring you bring up September 11th, and and nobody knew what was going on that day. So we had we were we were an afternoon newspaper, so and Delta State practiced football in the afternoon. So I I I go out there that that evening at practice just to see how Campbell and company are handling things, and uh, you know. So I watch him practice, and then Steve gets his team together. And Steve's a great friend of mine. I love Steve Campbell. Uh, and he's talking to him. Steve Campbell's the guy that was the head coach at South Alabama, just lost his job. Kane Womack replaced him. Um, and um, well, he lost his job a year or two ago. But anyway, uh, Steve is telling his guys, and this just all has always stuck with me, guys, I don't know what's going on right now, but we're at war. We're not sure who we're at war with, but somebody attacked us. It's not time for us yet to all go down to Billy Perry's pawn shop and buy guns oh God, and get oh. ready to fight. <laughs> but, and I was just like, holy shit, this shit's real. Man, this I'm is a call like, to arms for a Steve Campbell militia. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're sitting here. I mean, he's got 100 Delta State football players. They're all scared. Everybody's like, man, should I go home? What am I doing here? Well, we Same with play. us. 
Same with us. And Steve didn't say, yeah. I'll see y'all at 2.30 for our practice at last till 7 because we're going to drop a bomb on Horn Lake. Bro. I love it. I love it. And believe it or not, Delta State was the first football team in Mississippi to play a game after 9-11 happened. Um, they played West Alabama that Saturday night and uh, in Cleveland under death threats. There were phone calls made to the Delta State Athletics Office telling Steve and his staff that they were going to shoot them as they were running off the field after the game if they played. And at the time, you know, gas lines were a quarter mile long. Uh, people were buying all the bread and milk and all that kind of stuff. Nobody really knew what was going on. Our president was talking to us from Nebraska and wherever. And um, so they, they had to take it seriously. So I remember they played the game that Saturday night and Steve is escorted immediately off the field by like 50 police officers. So, you know, nobody could get a shot on him. But it was just so surreal, so crazy. And uh, that was the year Ole Miss played Vanderbilt for the very last game of the regular season instead of Mississippi State because they missed their uh, their regular their date for in the season. But, um, man, what a, what a crazy time. Crazy, crazy time. You know, Ben, when you think about it, we've lived through some crazy times. I remember being a kid and thinking, well, my grandparents lived through World War II. My parents lived through Vietnam. You know, and I did, too. I was born in 71. Vietnam didn't end to 75. But, you know, now that I look back and I'm 51, I go, wow, man, I was here for 9-11. I was here for a COVID pandemic. What that that just sounds crazy. Or the financial disaster. Financial disaster. I wouldn't put that with those two, but I know, but I mean still, it's still yeah. just some some like that completely disrupts what we thought we knew. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's absolutely crazy when you get to a you know, and, and and I'm getting into that period where I'm in the autumn of my life, maybe. Uh you know, and uh, I'm, I don't think I'm there yet, but I'm getting there. And it's amazing what you can look back on and go, holy crap. You know, how did we come through that? That's amazing. But it, it, it's, the, it's the resiliency of the American people. So all you folks out there now, and and look, I watch the news at night and everything too. I don't. All the crazy, wacky stuff going on, it too will pass. It's going to pass. And... Um, Proud of you, David, because be uh, I was thinking to say the Friday positive vibes, man, we'd really put a dent in those, but you brought it back. I don't know how I started preaching there, but anyway, yeah, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is significant tomorrow, for sure. Oh. Well, you get a chance, eat at Murph's. Del Murphy's got a great restaurant there in Atlanta. Are you the biggest Del Murphy fanboy I know? You know what, Del Murphy, yeah, he, he was an idol of mine as a child. I know um, this is like the second podcast in the last three that we've done where Dale has well, got some run. We're, we're going to be in Atlanta tomorrow. Murph's is in Atlanta. Uh, but, yeah, man, Murph, uh, greatest Mormon I've ever known. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday or Christmas. A cameo shout-out from Dale Murphy. There you go. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.